0: I'm excited for many reasons today, but mostly to share a moment I had where my mind was blown. So today I'm going to connect Living With The Land and The People Mover at Tomorrowland. And I hope you know what I'm talking about it because you'll never be able to unhear what I mentioned. Mm. So there's a little tease for you coming up on today's Deep Dive.
1: I can't wait.
0: She can't wait. Well, I guess we should start then. Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. I am Greg, joined as always by Beth. Beth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too, oh my gosh. Uh, guys, yeah. we've reached that time of year that it seems like every week I'm going to have more Christmas lights out than the week before.
0: I just want to roll up to this video chat we do and you turn on your video and you you yourself are wearing Christmas lights.
1: Oh, I might have to do that. There's I a do goal for some, you. You have some battery pack twinkle lights. Get ready for it, people.
0: Um, I have a Santa hat where I sewed some Christmas lights. Sewed is that the past tense? Sue? So, whatever. So, I had so. sewn in some Christmas lights, and I've never worn it to the magic kingdom, but I think I'm gonna do it. I have Ooh. to figure out if it's like legal or not, so to speak.
1: This would be the year. For yeah. Sure. I'll ask. Um. Also, before we start, I want to give a huge shout out to John and Peyton. Yeah have the sweetest card in the mail with some frozen um postcards yes and it was the sweetest thing yes and they're amazing
0: were yours so, olaf
1: um mine was i think it was one was sven and then one had elsa and anna on it oh so.
0: awesome so we got yeah, ones. Cool. yeah they're they're super nice if you missed it we are talking about peyton and john from our cast member chat i don't know mm-hmm. maybe four or five episodes ago something like that
1: was it really that long ago? Four it was episodes nine. ago?
0: So I think four episodes ago. Really? I don't know. Who cares? So, um, it
1: was only three, but anyways, John Meets World and Peyton Meets World, they're amazing. Go follow them on Instagram yes. and their stories. It's pretty awesome.
0: I did eat at uh, Coral Reef today for the first time <clears throat> in a couple months. It is our go-to restaurant when it's me, Nicole, and her mom. Her mom is in town this week. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a different dish. It was the some kind of herb chicken. I should probably look it up so I could tell you Ooh, more about it. Yeah. But if you've never been to Coral Reef, It's a restaurant in Epcot. You know, it shares the same aquarium.
1: I did see the picture. Yeah,
0: it shares the aquarium of, like, you know, the Living Seas Pavilion. And um, right now it's an estimated time of 35 minutes if you want a table. But (laughs) I did get the uh, oven-roasted herb chicken, which has seasonal vegetables, and a curry vinaigrette. And um, it was excellent. I think it was yellow pepper, red pepper you pepper too. Uh, red pepper, yellow pepper, potatoes, and uh, maybe onions were the vegetables it was served with, and a nice uh, curry vinaigrette, like mentioned. And it was delicious. It was like super moist, super easy to cut. Like, if you like winked at it, it just fell apart. It was great.
1: You just had to say that word. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, how hard was it to get a reservation there? Pretty it easy. Was,
0: it was very easy. Yeah. It's okay. not, that's one of those restaurants where I've never really had a difficult time. Getting right. a reservation.
1: Also, thank you for your videos of the manatees because they are some of my favorites. Lou and Little they- Joe. Yes.
0: Those are like my jo- oh, favorite. Like how old
1: are they now? At this point, I feel like they've been there for a long I don't time.
0: know. I haven't been Love watching.
1: stopping them out and not telling us. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I wouldn't know. I do want to give an update it. on Cupcake Life. Yes. Because you know, uh, hashtag food motivated.
1: Living that cupcake life. Yes.
0: I think in my bio on Instagram, on the, on my at the Disney Greg, I cupcake think it says, sure. I think I changed it to, it. I changed it to dessert enthusiast because I don't want to live oh. myself just a cupcake. Guys, there is I mean, more to are, dessert than a you cupcake. You are a peanut butter pie enthusiast. That's what so. I was thinking. So um, I did have their specialty cupcake that's there for the season now. It is an autumn tree of life cupcake. Oh. Pumpkin cheesecake with toffee cheesecake filling. That Cinnamon buttercream Chocolate tree of life and fondant pumpkins. And how was it? Excellent.
1: It wasn't too much of like the frosting. No and stuff. such thing. Um, I know. No, it was. I agree. With definitely some people a, don't. Some people don't like too much. So yeah,
0: it's definitely a fall treat. Um, no, I didn't see Andy that we had on our show. This, that was a while ago for our cast member chat. Andy, who works at Flame Tree Barbecue, because I still want to meet him in person because he's out of his mind in the best possible way, and I want to see. I want to see him in person to make sure he is exactly how he is on our show.
1: Right, right. I feel like you he's want a he's a walking spectacle. Other people for yes. sure.
0: He's absolutely um, a, a walking spectacle.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get up there and see you. Obviously, yeah. I'm gonna be there. We're gonna hopefully spend a little bit of time at Disney. We are spending some time at the other park, who shall not be named. The other park. Um, but you know, um, yeah. I'm ready for the holidays. I've been listening <laughs> to a lot of Christmas music. How much Christmas music have you been listening to? Any None. any and all? Okay, one, one or two songs. Um, I'm. I had my thought today that was like, am I gonna overdo it? But then I was like, you know what? I really don't care at this point. It's 2020, and yeah. I'm kind of over everything in life right now. So, <laughs> who's gonna judge
0: you? I'm not gonna.
1: I'm it. going to listen to Christmas music as much as I won't. <laughs> Good. Pretty much all my Instagram feed. If you're following me on Instagram, which you know, like 10 people are, but um, <laughs> all 10 people, guys, I am just posting a lot of my Christmas decorations this year, mainly because I want to remember them, but also just because I'd like to have a feed of Christmas decor to bring some extra cheer to peeps. Yeah,
0: peeps need the yeah. cheer.
1: That's right. What before, are we talking about today?
0: Before we get into a big topic, I do want to announce the winner and the answers oh. for our contest for last week, our new version of the Magic Mashup. So if you missed it, we did our um, series of sounds. I want to play it so you can hear it again, and then I'll tell you what the sounds are for everyone who, who guessed. Most okay. people who guessed, guessed correctly, actually. Oh, that's good. Um, so here's the, uh, the audio clips we played last week, and the prize was the Epcot prize packs. So these are all Epcot sounds. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. and the person who won is Derek Lewis so he's on Instagram at Derek and Lewis and he um I what I like about his entry was he, when he gave the titles for the attractions they were the full like Disney titles oh, meaning he went all out. yeah like you know how you might call um, The Little Mermaid, like that's the ride of Magic Kingdom, but it's really under the sea, the journey. I, oh, right. I
1: never call it the right thing. I'm always like, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, You're always like,
0: that's from Hollywood
1: Studios. That's yes. not the ride. I'm like, yeah. something about the Little Mermaid. So
0: the attractions and things you heard in those clips were as I'm going to read the email and so say, you know, this is legit. <laughs> in order. Right. Uh, Soarin, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, Frozen Ever After, Grand mm-hmm. Fiesta Tour starring the Three Amigos. That's not it. The Three Caballeros. Sorry, I misread. And Living with the Land. <laughs> Those were your five things.
1: That was good. Bah, bah, I like bah. that.
0: Bah, 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 bah. So he won a uh, Epcot pendant, like a flag thing, the button, the, the uh, bumper sticker, and a mug. It's, it's an awesome prize. Awesome. We are still in the middle of our prize bonanza. So um, by the time you hear this, you'll see that the winner for the small world pack that the drawstring and the little door knob holder will have been announced. So keep your eyes peeled for the next giveaway because I think we have like five more left.
1: Right, and we've decided that maybe Greg shouldn't be the one to announce the winners because he's not super enthusiastic about it. Most people
0: haven't win. seen that because that was for our patron exclusive giveaway. But yes.
1: Right. The, the Patreon was a good, uh, it was a good practice, and we've just decided <laughs> maybe not the rest of them. So I might be, I might be doing some. We might be hopping on Instagram together to do some of that. I
0: gotta work on my game. I guess I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, enough about making fun of Greg. So <laughs> let's hop into our topic today. We're doing a deep dive on two attractions in Magic Kingdom. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Tom Sawyer Island.
1: Tom Sawyer Island. Do you want to go first? um, Yeah, because I'm just going to be real with you. There is not a lot of information on Tom Sawyer Island like we've done before. Okay. I was like, there's more like fun facts about it, but I'm just going to tell you kind of what I have found. I'm a fan of fun facts. Yeah. We're going to, you want to just jump into it or? Yeah. Give me some. We have some fun music. I feel like we normally have some fun music to go into it, but. Yeah, you're going (laughs) to sing a song. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Um, Guys, guess what? Most of my information is not from Wikipedia this time. Um, I have some websites that I got stuff from, and they are all ears.net, undercovertours.com. I did get some from Wikipedia, Disneyworld.com, and Disneylist.com. So. Uh, As as always, we'll start with what Disney says, right? Mm -hmm. So Disney says, travel by log raft to the secret rustic hideaway inspired by the stories of Mark Twain. Adventure awaits. Wander dusty dirt roads lined with tall trees, exploring whirling mills and amble crossing, sorry, amble across creaky suspension bridges. Navigate narrow passages amid secret mines, caved and uncover a frontier fort. Along the way, follow in the pioneering footsteps of early settlers during an era when Mark Twain and Tom Sawyer reflected a new nation coming into its own. Don't worry, I'm not done. Journey by log raft to reach the island, head over to Tom's Landing, and cross the rivers of America aboard a piloted log raft. Hmm. It's an unforgettable expedition into the heart of American frontier. Still not done. A self-guided tour. As you explore the island, you'll find adventure aplenty around every corner. Easy to read maps ensure you always know where you are during your island visit. Which is not true. Um (laughs) <laughs> okay so <laughs> I couldn't really find like an an origin story like I don't really know what um I don't know what Di- like what Walt Disney connection because this is um a Disneyland attraction right started yep. in Disneyland it's themed around Jackson Island which is the island in which Huck and Harper escaped to play pirate it's an interactive attraction It's themed around characters of Mark Twain with many allusions to Tom, including his treehouse house and messages from being found from him being found. So I'm going to kind of go back to Pirates Lair on Tom Sawyer, Sawyer Island because this is kind of where they like tied it. So this is sort of I think where they like tied it in with Pirates of the Caribbean, because in Disneyland, it's very much tied to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so now it's called Pirates Lair on Tom Sawyer Island It was a refurbishment made to tie the attraction of Disneyland in with the ever-popular Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So newspaper clippings and messages reference the island's fictional history being known as Jackson Island, which is from the book. Um, It says, which here once was a smuggling port for pirates like Jack Sparrow and Jean Lafitte, with remnants of their exploits still being found on the island. The island later served as a base for the Americans during the War of 1812 when they made allies with the smugglers and pirates of the Mississippi. So the island would be traveled to by Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and Joe Harper as part of their adventures. So during this time, they turn the island into their own pirate slayer, doing to their love of piracy with Tom declaring himself as the Black Avenger of the Spanish Main. Huh. So that's kind of where they like tied it in with this refurbishment. But like the main, <clears throat> excuse me, the original story came in with like, the whole pirate aspect of the story. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So obviously this is an artificial island. It's surrounded by the rivers of America um, at Magic Kingdom and Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland. And it contains structures, like we said, with caves, um, has lots of references to Mark Twain from his novel, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And it provides interactive climbing and scenic opportunities. Um, It opened on May 20th of 1973. And it's pretty close to the original like disneyland's version so our version in disney world isn't the same now like it's not the the pirate pirate's layer. it's yeah. just the original whatever okay at the dock on the island you can sit in rocking chairs you can play checkers you can explore the grounds there's map posted periodically throughout to check where you are and you want to go and there's all these paths to different places there's dark passageway and caves which we talked about in our um halloween episode yeah. wasn't it because we're like people report just yes, our, this eerie
0: yeah our haunting of what Disney World episode people get like yeah. get the heebie-jeebies
1: yeah which I totally get the heebie-jeebies in there um there's an old mine there's a scary like bouncy rope bridge a barrel bridge is in, like another focal point um and there's also another old-fashioned fort named Fort Langdon so you know if you've ever been over there you know what I'm talking about it's just basically like a playground right and it's for everybody. Yeah. Do, you, do you go over there?
0: Do you guys go over there? Um Nicole and I hadn't gone in a while, but when we did most the most recent time happened to be with Jen Drennan. Weekly shout out to Jen Drennan and yep. and the boys, and obviously her husband, Mike. Um, and we went to the to the fort back there and I do, I swear it was never there. And it's cool. I know I'm a grown up, but like I was walking around poking around because you can go up you can go up and like shoot fake cannons and stuff and there was like guns right. and whatnot. But you get to crawl up into these towers and like kinda overlook the park a little bit, like it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, lots of um, fun things to do in there. So, um, I'll just kind of give you some facts on how it's changed. So, when the attraction first opened in 1973, Aunt Polly's Dockside Inn was a restaurant on the island where you could actually stop and have a meal. It was just this cool little place that you could dine at uh, Tom Sawyer Island because most people like didn't realize you could actually get food over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it closed in 2001. It continued to serve cold snacks and beverages, but the sign was removed from the location. They um, quit doing snacks and stuff in 2007. Then it reopened for a limited time in 2015. I remember this when it reopened. So um, some people speculate that like maybe it's just being used during peak seasons Mm -hmm. and like extra restaurant when they needed, you know, like something extra
0: sometime. Uh, And it was kind of unannounced, but in the last year it had not, I don't want to say reopened, but started to serve again in the super busy times.
1: Right. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it just helps with some of the crowd control. So yep. uh, Fort Langhorn is actually used to be known as Fort Sam Clemens. The change occurred in 1996 after the new movie was released. Um, Tom and Huck, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Heck yeah. What was the other guy's name? JTT. JTT. And it was like Hunt. Wasn't it Hunt or something? I don't know. Anyways, um, in the film, there was a Fort Langhorn, So the name change was put in place to sync up with the movie that was related, you know, so that people who watched the movie could like, you know, tie it to that. Um, this says that guests used to receive maps so when the attraction was first opened there were actually themed paper maps for the island that were given to the guests so that they could carry them around to navigate but they don't give those out anymore um, and I don't know that probably would be a really cool collector's item
0: going back it was Brad Renfro Brad Renfro JTT it, was and Brad like Renfro. Um, it came right. out in 1995 and the official blurb on the cover of the movie is a lot of kids get into trouble these two invented it bah, 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 yes.
1: I do love that movie it's so funny so all right, so Fort Langho Langhorn, <laughs> Fort Langhorn slash Fort Sam Clemens actually has a special meaning. Sam Clemens is actually Mark Twain's real name. Did you know that?
0: I did know that. I was an English major.
1: Yeah, he wrote his stories under his pen name, which is Mark Twain, obviously, and his middle name was Langhorn. So even with the change in the name of the fort, it still carries a part of Mark Twain's name and the great stories and adventures that he stands for. Huh. So um and then it says interesting enough, his middle name was actually spelled Langhorn with like an E on the end. But they like took the E off, I guess, because that's what was used in the movie. Which whatever, they were
0: doesn't too cool for the E
1: apparently. Um, so let's see what else. Now I feel like we're into fun facts. Uh, Tom Sawyer Island usually opens a little bit later than the rest of the park and mm-hmm. it normally closes at dusk. Yep, there's not a lot of lighting over there, so you can't have people like running around when it's mm-hmm. dark. Um, Potter's Mill is named after Huck and Tom's friend, Muff Potter, from the like story if you've read the story or seen the movie there's the Muff potter um this was my favorite thing about it i knew this fact but if you find the paintbrush so each this i don't think they do this anymore they do not um but each morning what they used to do was cast members would hide up to six paintbrushes around the island if you were one of the lucky guests to find the paintbrush then you would receive a prize and usually it was a fast pass for like any attraction um and it, this says that it was typically good for three people. So oh. it was just a way for them to get people over there. Right. Cause you yeah. want to go over there and find a paintbrush. Um, then you get like a free fast pass. So uh, the rafts also have theme names. Saw in the details, right? Yeah. Uh, even the rafts have names after popular characters. So the rafts are named Tom Sawyer, Injun Joe and Becky Thatcher. Um, also, they're not really rafts, right? They're powered using natural gas motors and are only used to transport guests back and forth across the rivers of America between Tom Sawyer and Frontierland. Hmm. So they might look like a rat, but it's really not what they're saying. Um, this was another one that just says, according to the hidden magic of Walt Disney World by Susan Vaness, the waters flowing at the base of the crystal wall inside the ambush cave seem to be running uphill as an optical illusion. Oh, huh. so check that out. Yeah. And then the last fact that I have, this was a really quick one, but. Uh, The burning cabin scene was created on the island as a really cool effect and a nod to the story. The effect made the cabin on the island appear as if it were on fire. And Hmm. then in 2005, it had to be turned off and has never been turned back on. Uh, Apparently there was pipe corrosion that caused the issue and the cabin is still there. It just doesn't, you know, quote unquote burn anymore. Yeah.
0: I do remember the burning cabin.
1: Yeah. I feel like I remember that too. Um, So yeah, that was just a fun effect that they've like never fixed, but all in all like it hasn't really changed too much. Um I wish I had more specs as to like how much land it was and all that stuff but there just wasn't a lot of information on it. Yeah. I think it's honest.
0: I think it's interesting that it it seems to be like one of the few remaining things mm-hmm. in Magic Kingdom that doesn't have like a specific Disney like theme to it. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I mean I get I I guess I get the whole frontier side of things but usually there's a lot of information on like oh yeah there's like a story to tie to walt disney and i just couldn't find anything yeah
0: well i'm so sure, if you know I'm sure it was about just you know going on an adventure and, and there being a way to explore the frontier so to speak in a right. kind of unique way i was really
1: just looking too for someone to be like oh mark twain was his favorite author like yeah. <laughs> he just really wanted you know what i mean like yes. i would have settled with that but i couldn't find anything so i don't um,
0: know one of the things that uh led to needing to take a, a boat from wherever to get to magic kingdom was the idea that when you take a boat from a to b when you get to b it's like you're in a new place you kind of left your right. your world back at at, at a and when you're at b so i wonder if it was like a kid version of that where you get to leave like the mainland and you get to experience it right. in a more fun less like technical way because like i don't know as a kid like you hop on a big boat and like you know you have to do that to get to magic kingdom if you park at the you know if you're there at the ticket transportation center obviously if you take a bus over that's not the case so i wonder if it was like a little a little bit of that going on there
1: well and i'm sure it was also like hey we we're going to do the rivers of america and we got to do something with that lay that plot of land in the middle yeah like you have to have the river around a piece a piece of land right and so you got to you don't want to have just a pile of dirt sitting there
0: imagine there was a a a tunnel underneath see that that would be cool i'm gonna write a letter
1: (laughs) Yeah. See if that gets taken. It's not going to happen. Done.
0: Especially not now. It's probably, they're probably they're like, not.
1: Yeah, it's called the utilidor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I don't know if there, I don't think there are any underneath that part. that part. Yeah. Um, to be honest, but then I'm not, not a utilidor I mean, expert. Only been in them enough, twice.
1: Some of those caves are creepy enough on their own. Oh, that,
0: so. they're yes. And like, I guess I learned, I have like a fear of small enclosed spaces while I was navigating them, because you get, yeah. you get kind of stuck in there a little bit
1: yeah it's if you're not a small person like (laughs) if you're not a child it can be a little cramped um
0: let's head over to tomorrowland for you know one of greg's all-time favorite disney attractions me too i even have my 40 was it 45 years of people mover shirt 40 i feel like that's like my go-to uh people anyway Um, I'm excited to talk about the people Mover because it is something that I have always loved as a kid. And when I say kid, I really mean it. Once I accidentally left my camera that had film in it on that attraction, and it took a long time to find it. I once (laughs) left my fanny pack, you heard me. I guess I have a history of leaving things uh, on that attraction. I just remember it as a kid. So of course, (laughs) I still love it as an adult. Of course, it's not open right now. It's not scheduled to reopen until at least December. So I don't know. We'll see. But Of course, let's start with how Disney describes it. Board an elevated tram for a leisurely voyage through Tomorrowland. During your narrated tour, go behind the scenes of attractions like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, and Star Traders Retail Shop. See Architectural Models of Progress City, the prototype for Epcot. You'll enjoy amazing up-close views of the park from a unique vantage point. They say there's a, a part of that ride that'll say uh, something about how it's great for people watching. You know, you never know who you're going to see. And actually, one time, I saw someone I didn't know was also in the park. This was like pre-Instagram, though, where you can kind of like right. get an idea of who might be in the park. Right. And show sure enough, there was someone I knew. You would think,
1: too, that they might be more talking about characters. But let me tell you, you'll almost 99% always see Buzz Lightyear out there. Yes. At least his- that's how... That's our experience. Yes. Like Buzz is always out when we ride the People Mover. He's
0: moved. I mean, right now the you know the People Mover hasn't reopened, but Buzz is doing right. his meet and greets. More of a greet, meet and greet. He's he can be seen on the uh, on the rocket. I forget the name of it, man. But you know the stage over there in Tomorrowland. Yes. Um, he alternates with Stitch, and right now they're in their Christmas. So it's it's right. Um, he puts a hat on. Doesn't he he puts put his little Christmas? hat and say you know and uh, Stitch has his little like Christmas outfit on too. Yeah. Anyway. The uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority has three lines, the blue line, the red line, and the green line. The red line takes passengers to other destinations in the galaxy. The green line brings passengers to Tomorrowland's hoverburbs. Think of like, I don't know, maybe floating neighborhoods instead of suburbs. And the blue line, the one that we actually have for the attraction, thus the color scheme, um, right. the blue line is a way for people to get to Tomorrowland's intracity it's the intra-city train system, taking them around to Tomorrowland. Love it. So that's the story of the attraction. Let's talk about how it was built, where it came from. The first concept of this kind of this type of attraction came to Disneyland in 1967, during a, one of their refurbishments of Tomorrowland. The one over there had a version with ride vehicles that had tires on it. It was actually sponsored by Goodyear. And they were continuously driven by electric motors. This one's a little bit different. By the time the Walt Disney World version developed in 1975, obviously there was some new technology available. The tires of the Disneyland version were replaced by 533 electromagnets, which all generated an effect called linear induction. I don't know anything about that concept (laughs) until having read up on it.
1: Sounds like science. It sounds like science.
0: Uh, it is the uh, so a series of magnets, and they can push and pull the ride vehicles with carefully timed pulses. So they're releasing magnetic pulses that are either pushing or pulling the vehicles forward, or sometimes a little bit backward. If you've, if you've ever been on the ride where it shuts down, you like sometimes go backward a little bit and kind of like not yeah. lock into a place, but kind of rock into like a, a stationary right. spot. So you can kind of get the idea that there are magnets. The ride vehicles have no onboard moving parts. I'm not talking about the doors here because obviously they open and close, but the idea that there are no wheels. Right. Which is kind of interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This, Which uh, is crazy
1: to think about for like that time period, right? It's yeah. Like,
0: 1975.
1: Like, yeah. Like this is a big deal.
0: Yeah. Um, in 1975, July 1st was the date that this opened up as the Wedway People Mover. Wed being Walter Elias Disney. Um, Nicole and I still call it Wedway sometimes. We grew up on it being called Wedway. We just call it Wedway but also like publicly we refer to it as people mover. Right. The track is 4,570 feet long. So like not quite a mile, but not too far from it at open. There were 30 trains with each having five cars and they're, they're num- not numbered lettered ABCD and E a is awesome. Cause you're, there's no one in front of you and E is awesome. If you're the last car, if you face backwards, then there's no one behind you. You feel like you're on the ride by yourself. That's true. That's true. The ride was carefully integrated with the different areas and attractions of Tomorrowland. Obviously, the narration follows you around. You get a little glimpse of the different Mm -hmm. attractions going on there. Um, It was considered a key element. This was like uh, among the anchors of the land because Tomorrowland is is supposed to be the land on the move. And Mm -hmm. we've always talked about that, that kinetic energy feeling that Imagineers have, that it's cool to walk into a place and see things moving. Just things are are moving and shaking, right? And if you walk into Tomorrowland... Yes, you can see Astro Orbiters and even the designs above that moving, but if you look around that too, you can also see the cars of the the, uh, Mm -hmm. People Mover going around. We all know that we get a glimpse of the um, architectural model of Epcot, or at least the version of Epcot that never came to life, like the true experimental prototype community of tomorrow. The model that we see within our People Mover actually came from the Disneyland version of Carousel of Progress. So as you Uh exited the attraction... In their like, you know, post attraction playroom kind of thing showroom, yeah. they had the the that model of Epcot. The model. Yeah, when the Carousel of Progress moved to Disney World in the seventies, in nineteen seventy five, the model came with it, but it didn't go to our Carousel of Progress. It went to where it is in the right. so You can see it. Yeah,
1: I always um, I mean it. You know, when you're passing it, like you're a kid, it's like, okay, whatever. This is just like some stupid model. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it, it's like, this was what you like really wanted it to be over there. Yeah. Could you know, like, that what happened? if that, re- yeah, I was like, what if that actually happened? I mean, there'd be probably a world war over there, but <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine how expensive it'd be to live there, but I'm I like, that's know. what he, like, that was his vision. Right. To like yeah. start kind of like how he wanted like this community to look like. So, yeah. It's a, that's a big, it's a
0: big idea. So yep. let's talk about how this attraction changed. And although there hasn't been a ton of like gigantic changes over the years, there's been some small things and some very noticeable things along the way. Um, it was originally, oh, what was that? That was some mozzarella sticks. It was originally <laughs> narrated by Jack Wagner, but was replaced by ORAC one O R A C uh, the computer commuter in um, which was used until 1994 Ninety four was a pretty big year for Tomorrowland. It underwent a huge refurbishment. Part of that was renaming the ride to the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. That's it. Not People Mover, just Tomorrowland Transit Authority. At that point, the TTA. At that point the narrator was Pete Renaday. That lasted his narration lasted from ninety four to two thousand nine. So I feel like essentially this was the soundtrack to my childhood in disney world and i have a clip and i'm gonna and i want to play this for you because i can't believe i didn't recognize his voice from other things in disney world so this is the 1994 to 19 to uh 2000 and what did i say 2009 so 15 years this was the the guy from the people Mover.
1: the tomorrowland metro retro historical society presents walt disney's 20th century vision for the future this model city dared to dream the perfect community in which to work, live,
0: and play. And play. So get this. Is he... that
1: not the, por favor, mantengo No.
0: His <laughs> name is Scott, and I happen to yeah, have met you. him personally. Yeah. Um, but no, his name is Pete, and he also has done the voice of Henry from the Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, and okay. the voice of Abe Lincoln in the Hall of Presidents. And... Oh, wow. He's Big time. The, and he's the narrator in the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Okay, yeah. He's gotten yeah. around.
0: So like, um, and I'm going to tell you about the next narrator of, of uh, People Mover now. But you you can tell they kind of manipulate the voices a little bit. But that's the guy from those right. from those three attractions. I'm that sure they is. change inflection a little bit here and there. But is that's the, it. Uh,
1: the most recent guy? Is it the guy that kind of talks like
0: this? <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> Um I'm I'm getting to that right now we're still in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. Um let's talk about a little bit about some of the changes we saw before that because originally the tunnel um after you around the corner after Carousel of Progress where you now go through the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin showroom, mm-hmm. there used right. to be three windows there two on the right and one on the left now there's just the two on the right that um only one of them is a window now but we'll get there in a minute. Back in the day, the attraction that was there was, if you had wings, uh, that was the attraction that occupied that space Mm -hmm. back then. The windows, the three of them, were carefully placed to reveal certain show scenes from that attraction. So the windows were placed there because of what they looked down onto. So they were set up so that you don't see like the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. You actually see what you would see yeah, as if you were on the attraction. When it closed and transformed into Delta Dream Flight, the scenes didn't line up with the windows properly. The third one, if they left it open, was just going to shine. It uh, was just going to show a big bright light shining through. So they're like, well, that doesn't make sense. So they right. just boarded it up. And we lost that window. And then obviously the attraction changed again there to light Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And at that point, they closed down one of the windows, like the same kind of thing. It just wasn't showing the right thing. And now it's a diorama of the hair salon that we see. Um, Yeah, I always
1: wondered. I was like, I feel like this is really random. It is
0: random. And I guess if you're, like, if you kind of think of it as, like, a, I guess a continuation, because right after you see the the old Epcot model, on the right, they have, like, Mm -hmm. the TTA line, and it kind of has, like, a robot and a futuristic feel. Yeah. But there's not a lot of, like... You know, uh, future life anywhere else. Right. Like except for that one spot.
1: Bit, it feels like a little bit of like an afterthought. Like they just needed something to fill in there. It was like, yes. I don't know, make like a futuristic salon, salon or something. Which has
0: nothing to do with Buzz Lightyear. No, it's not even no. like there's a side scene in the movie that talks about how he goes to a salon because he's the right. dude. Right. Like it could have been anything. I don't know. Um, And then the, the one window that's left is still truly a window and you can see into the attraction of... Mm-hmm. Buzz light, your Space Ranger Spin, it has made yeah. some Imagineers a little irked because you can see some of like the big black lights that are used to create the effect in right. the ride where normally you're not supposed to see them. They were up in that part of the building for a reason. Yep. So there's a little bit of like a little bit of I don't want to say contention about it, but some people are not right. fans about yep. how it's uh, quote ruining the show a little bit. So let's go to 2009. I told you that Pete Renaday was the narrator from 1994 to 2009. So starting in, ni- in 2009, there was a change in narration. It became Mike Brassel. To the either Brassel or Brassel? Let's say Brassel. He okay. took over. Uh, and let's talk about Mike for a sec. He is also, and I hyped this in the beginning of the episode, he is also the narrator for Living with the Land. And oh. once I read that, I was like, oh my God, you're right. It's the same yeah. voice. It's just, you know, it's a little bit different, obviously, because right. like they're doing different moods, right? Yeah. Living the Land's yeah. a little bit more calm. And yeah. uh, Tomorrowland's a little bit more excited because it's, you know, you're overlooking huh. the the quote city. But I've always referred to the narrator of Living with the Land as fake Matthew Broderick because I always thought it sounded yeah. a little bit like a younger, yeah. like the knockoff version of, see that for sure. of Matthew Broderick. So I was Googling... um. If you know what I'm, I was googling my Brassel, If you know what I'm saying, and uh, <laughs> I found out, I found like his professional website, of oh. like his virtual resume, so to speak, his portfolio. And I just thought it's so interesting to hear someone who does all these like two, I'm gonna say iconic attractions. Okay, because I'm a big fan yeah. of Living with the Land. Yeah. I did it today and um the people Mover, but this is something else he does he also i mean among the long list of things he's done for companies because he does like ads for them and whatnot he was a voiceover guy he also um does like the hold message when you call a certain car dealership so here's just a little bit of that if you want to hear like the same type of voice but just outside of a disney context yeah california's number one new and certified pre-owned automotive retailer your call is important to us please stay on the line and someone will be with you shortly Do you all feel like you're on hold for a moment? So obviously he's he went a little bit deeper there, but like the root of his voice, I can totally
1: voice sounds a little bit deeper on that one. It's definitely
0: deeper. He actually has on his website, he says he could it's a range from deep and rich, neutral to urban, and then sexy and something else. So I'm like, wow, this he's just covering all the bases, man. So
1: weird. Yeah. Like I know, I'm like, how do you even get that job? Like you Uh, sent like how does Disney pick people for those things? You know what I I mean? I don't know.
0: They must have an agent who's like, Hey, hey, we got one for you guys. He's gonna narrate your people mover around.
1: So oh, interesting. Mm. I, I just, mean, when are they going to call us? Is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I mean, they don't want. Clearly, they listen to our podcast. Yeah. So.
0: My gosh. I'm just. I'm sitting here waiting, guys, waiting by the phone. It's never going to ring. So yes, he's also Did the never. Well,
1: you want me to do this, boys on the people mover? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that would be so ridiculous. It'd be the least
0: attended attraction. Um, <laughs> so the next time you're on the people mover, which might be a little while, I'm aware, and then you maybe go on Living with the Land in the same trip. Just keep your ears open yeah. and see if you can hear the same voice. Mm. Last change we'll mention about this attraction on August fifth, two thousand ten, it was officially renamed again, this time to the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, kind of a combination of the old Railway People Mover and then the then newer Tomorrowland Transit Authority. They kind of combined it all, and now it's the TTA People Where Mover. Where my
1: favorite motto is, "Take tomorrow's nap today." Yes, <laughs> that used to be a shirt that I made. Yes, you can't you can't get it anywhere can't now. Can't get but it's it. Which makes it
0: like rare and one of a kind.
1: You can't have it. It's a relic. It's a fossil. (laughs) Love
0: it. Um, Some other cool facts about this attraction. There is, believe it or not, a real world application of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. So when Disney and Walt Disney Imagineers and, and whatever they were called back then in the 70s came up with this, uh, Technology for disney world they were trying to market it around to other places like airports oh. or i don't know trains train stations you know yeah. places where they would need mass transit to use their linear induction technology and only one place purchased the technology and it was the houston intercontinental airport in 1981 so they have a, it's still there, as far as I can tell. I'm yeah. not an expert on airports in, in Texas, but the best I could tell it's still there. Obviously the cars are different, they're enclosed because, you know, right. people have been throwing the luggage overboard, but it's the technology that they that they really were focusing on, the moving from, you know, spots uh right. by use of magnets. And the Disney company was actually consulted during the installment. So they bought the technology and Disney was actually involved when it was put there. Cool. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. The paging
1: a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, the uh, paging Mr. Morrow. They say that you mm-hmm. hear so as you enter Space Mountain and you're just it's to the it's uh, before you get to the part actually uh, like see or Depends hear the attraction. Depends on where you're
1: sitting in the car. Yeah, like because I feel like there's been times that I'm like I can't hear it at all, and then there's times where it's literally right in your ear. <laughs> yes. So um, they paging say Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow.
0: It is an inside joke among Walt Disney Imagineers. There was a Tom who was head of the operations of the Mission to Mars attraction, which is no longer there right um and i say that's just they're just keeping his memory alive now i uh-huh. of course this happens to work that it is tom morrow, morrow. yes Tomorrow. his last name was not morrow um although there is only one real station the blue line of course that's at the rocket tower plaza where we board and exit the attraction there are several stations listed throughout the So if you listen to the narration or look at the plaques and stuff they list other stations which don't exist but their names are the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center, the okay. Mickey Star Traders Red and Green Line Transfer Station, which you kind of see a little bit of yeah. right after the, the Epcot model there. Oh, yeah. They have a Star Command Headquarters Station, which mm-hmm. they were able to fit in a fake Toy Story Buzz Lightyear station, but they couldn't put a Buzz Lightyear-related thing, and they put a hair salon up in the tunnel. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. and uh, one of, one of the other stations they uh, say exists but again doesn't really exist is the metropolis science center. So it's like they're putting mm-hmm. they put some thought into how this was a multi-station train situation. Again, right. just part of the story, not not real stuff.
1: Yeah. What's oh, sorry, keep going. You no know
0: what? You have a question?
1: I was going to say what's your favorite part of it?
0: Of the whole attraction?
1: Yeah, of the attraction.
0: Everything. Um, here, <laughs> everything. I do have one last cool fact, but before okay. we get to that, there are a couple of things that happen for me on this attraction. And I'm sure that some will agree, perhaps even you. The um, the walkway up is like kind of cool because you get to go up a little bit. You see like kind of a different view. view uh, Like the, the different views of Tomorrowland start right as you're boarding the attraction, because you're boarding right. elevated. And you get a little car fine. I always like, like to see if I'm going to get the front or the back car, because those are my preferred cars, mm-hmm. either A or E. And then as soon as it take off, I feel like it's just an immediate relaxed feeling that overcomes. Yes. 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 And then you're cruising around, a little bit of wind, and whatever hair is left on my head just blows in the breeze. All three of them. Yes, all three hairs just kind of holding on for dear life, blowing in the wind. (laughs) Do you
1: put your feet up? Do you put your feet up?
0: I hate that I do because it's probably gross, but yes, I do.
1: I mean, we do. Do you all sit opposite each other on the same side?
0: Uh, It depends. Just whatever we're in the mood for. Nicole doesn't always Mm -hmm. like going backwards which I don't okay. mind necessarily. It just depends. Yeah. Um. The There's a couple of things we look forward to, one of which is the smell of Space Mountain. You know, mm-hmm. we all know Disney has certain smells, right? That's like yeah. not a new concept for us. We talk about it. But there's a, one of the smells that I, I feel like I can pinpoint with my eyes closed is the smell of Space Mountain. And you get it mm-hmm. like right as you bank into the Space Mountain and it starts to go dark as you're inside the attraction. Just yeah. it's a moment of peace and tranquility for me. Um, I think it's fun to hear the people scream on Space Mountain when you're, when you're in there. I know.
1: I always love it. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we are. My yes. only it's hard in the daytime because if it's really sunny out and then you go in there, you literally can't see can't anything. See anything. Like, but sometimes, yeah, but then like at nighttime, if you're, you're, when your eyes are more adjusted, you can see more things. Yes. So.
0: I love It's fun during the day. I love people mover at night because tomorrow and the night yeah. is so awesome. Or like
1: Right at dusk, like yes. right when it, the sun's not really fully down yet, but the lights have come on. Yep.
0: Oh, that's it's so nice. Um, so and back right. when they were doing fireworks and when you're coming around the bend where you actually face out, it's pretty much the end of the attraction. When you come out of the buzz light, your area and you're rounding the corner and you can see out over towards the hub and the castle and they're doing fireworks. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool thing.
1: Do you want to know what my favorite thing about it is? Yeah. Um, the fact that they let me ride it twice when <laughs> I want, I literally just do the finger loop and they're like, yep. You I've be- like never, I don't think I've ever been told no. Huh. So fun fact: if you just do a little finger loop, and you say, loop. "Can I go again?" They say yes.
0: Yeah, Most I, uh, as a I kid, can't say all the
1: time, but I'm just saying.
0: I haven't tried it as an adult because we know one thing that's unique about this attraction is that when you um, disembark, the ride vehicle doesn't go backstage. you know, like a pirates; you get off right. the boat, right. it has to go backstage a little bit. As, as an right. as an example, it doesn't. It's right there that people get on right. like boom, right there.
1: That's the nice part about it. So.
0: Even I mean, I mean that,
1: and they're always like, "Sure!" Like they never. Yeah. Even if there's like a long line, I'm like, they'll let you, they'll let you go again.
0: Yeah. Well, if everyone does it, then no one can do it. So let's I just like so. do let's it just once. Shut up about it. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, one last cool fact is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover is the only Magic Kingdom attraction to retain a corporate sponsorship. So you know, like back in the day, a uh, lot of attractions yeah, were sponsored. Mm-hmm. um space mountain was one of them among its um sponsors was fedex i think that might have been the most recent one right. that's like gone so there have been different sponsors for the people mover the edison electric company was the first because of the fact that it was using focusing on electromagnets as mm-hmm. opposed to the disneyland version which was sponsored by goodyear because they had tires there right those vehicles yeah. were actually on tires but this um attraction is sponsored by alamo since 2005 so it's been 15 wow. years oh they are not mentioned in the narration sh- spiel, which makes sense because they have to change it if they ever drop it. So I think at some point they just right. stopped doing that. And the only way you know it's sponsored is because there's a sign outside the attraction, but there are no other signs while you're in the attraction. It's, you know, on the right. on the actual ground level.
1: Interesting. And that is
0: the Tomorrowland Transit Authority the people, people it.
1: Love it. One of my faves.
0: One of my faves.
1: Well, when they call me to narrate, I'll be like, <laughs> I need a backup and his name's Greg. Is that okay? Cool. Thanks.
0: And they say, "Oh, that guy? We fired him." Yeah. No, they say, "That guy, we don't want him." I feel um, like we're
1: getting some ASMR over there between God, this, you this drinking microphone your is drink so creaky. and then moving. Yeah, uh, the you can microphone. hear me. Wait, you
0: can hear this? I, hold on, hold on.
1: I heard. Yeah. No, <sighs> it was the swallowing that I heard. I was like, "Oh, that was really loud." Oh my gosh. Mm, maybe anyway,
0: that <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna leave it in there. You know, people need to know what it sounds like when I swallow. That's what am true. I saying? Some people like so, ASMR. Yes. Um, I don't have any news nuggets. I don't really care I about didn't the
1: have news. Any, I know there's really not much going on. It's like, Hey, guess what? There was an election COVID's still around, whatever. Same, same stuff, different week, same right? stuff.
0: I mean, you know, Christmas is here. There's some stuff happening. There's
1: That's a right, little bit Chris. of good
0: news happening in Disneyland, which I'm excited about. I don't really care that this is a Disney world podcast because yeah. the villas of the grand Californian mm-hmm. resort are finally reopening. It's a big deal yeah. as a Disney vacation club member. And as a person who likes things, um, it's cool that they're finally opening a little bit over there. Just the resort, not the park, not even the whole resort, just the villas. But, like, it's cool. It's cool that the West Coast is getting little teeny Somewhere. tiny bits of progress yeah. over there. I'm happy uh, for you know them.
1: What, you know what else is cool? What? World Traveler Trading Co. Yes. What a we segue. Love Hold on. No. Round of applause Thank for that one. Thank you. Uh, they are. They're very cool. And it's Christmas time and now all of her Christmas stuff is out and it's awesome and you need to go get you one. And if you use your promo code, which is that park live, you can get use a discount. I've been saying it for months. These are great stocking stuffers. I've yeah. literally been saying, it. I think since the summertime, like guys, <laughs> stocking stuffers key fobs from like Disney ones, world traveler trading co. That's
0: all you need to know. All the information right there. And promo of course,
1: code that park life.
0: There's a link to the store in the episode in the description of this episode.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited for this next part. For history? Oh, never mind. No, no, no. After this. Sorry. I forgot about history.
0: Yeah. And we're doing, I'm guessing you're excited for a one-star review. Is that what you're excited about?
1: Yeah, because I'm not going to tell you what it's for. You're going to guess what it's okay. for. I think All that's right. what we should do moving forward.
0: Did I go out of order? Did I mess, every, did I mess it up? No, I okay. think I just went out of order. Okay, I got cool. really excited. All right. Well, let's talk about some Disney history. you want to go first?
1: Sure. Okay. I'm going back to 1980. You know, going back to the 80s. 40, um, you know that's 40 years ago. We're old. <laughs> I wasn't born in 1980, but I was born was in 1985. I. Anyways, um, this says, although running since September, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad has an official opening in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. So I thought that was interesting that, like, basically this ride had been open since September, but they didn't actually do the, like, grand opening until November.
0: They love doing that. They love opening it and then not doing a dedication or grand no. opening till a month later.
1: Is that like? Because I could have sworn it was only like a week or so, but it's really been like a month. That
0: like they I don't do
1: all the time. With a month.
0: I don't think they do. They don't do that now. Now it's a spectacle where there's media present. Do you know what I mean? Like people right, show right. up. It's on Instagram. The the vloggers are all there. Like no, it, it's it's there. Sometimes it's a soft I think it opening. Just felt like,
1: weird to me because I was like, I feel like a soft opening is like yeah, like a week before or whatever. But yeah, sometimes I was like, the night month? before. Yeah, I mean that was like, but that had to have been over a month because it started in September and yeah. this was November. Yeah. So, anyways, thought that was weird, just, but that was the the official dedication, I guess.
0: They just wanted to make sure it was the Wildest Ride in the Wilderness before they That's actually true. announced it.
1: And it was. So, there you go.
0: And at once. Um, I'll take us when back to 1993 when the Fountain View Espresso and Bakery opened in Epcot.
1: Oh. Do you
0: remember the Fountain View?
1: I don't. Yeah, so this that
0: is... Um, when you were coming into Epcot and you passed Spaceship Earth, you're going like just straight down the center into what you could call like the hub of Epcot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fountain was directly in front of you. And off to the right was right. the fountain view. Obviously, it's a view of the fountain. Right. And then right behind that was Club Cool or the entrance. It's a Starbucks. It was a Starbucks. Yeah, I
1: was like, was this the Starbucks?
0: Yeah, it was the Starbucks. Um, okay. But we liked it because they served ice cream and stuff. So Nicole and I would go there, got a little, mm-hmm. our little cup of ice cream. I think I got mint chocolate chip the last time. Starbucks
1: doesn't really serve ice cream, although I do kind of like the new Starbucks location in Epcot. It is. I mean, I know it looks nicer. I know it's temporary. It looks nicer. It's temporary, but I actually kind of like it because I I guess I kind of like that the line is outside and it doesn't feel as crammed in there.
0: Yes. I don't know. The outdoor like brick vibe. Yeah, I love that look. I love the look to it. Yeah. 1993 opened. I mean, it closed obviously since then because now it's like a. An abandoned building basically
1: right yeah they're like i mean and even the starbucks isn't even what that's gonna be so yeah it'll be interesting once we get all that stuff done
0: all right are we gonna do a one-star review
1: we're gonna do it all right we're gonna and we
0: it. we love it because this is our this is our classiest segment so you always make sure we have a little bit of uplifting classical music in the background we talk about how sometimes guests have a less than magical experience in the parks and they write about it in a in a one-star review, and we find the ones that we find interesting, funny, or entertaining, and we bring them to your ears on That's that part right, of the podcast.
1: This person is very sophisticated, so I need to tell you what he, they were pedi- upset <laughs> about.
0: You can't even keep it can even keep it together.
1: The music got so loud. Okay. Um I'm gonna go first, and I'm not okay. gonna tell you what it's for, okay. and you're gonna guess what right, it's hit for, me. okay. Okay, Anthony F writes, This is a review from October of twenty fifteen, let me tell you. And I quote I just don't get it, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Is this supposed to be a ride? You just wait in line to get on the equivalent of a subway train. Then you move slowly around the Tomorrowland section of the park and end up in the spot you started. (laughs) I felt cheated and deceived. Maybe I have missed something, but I can't figure out what happened or why I did it.
0: Is it the Delta Dream Flight? Is it, it is Buzz Your Space Ranger Spin? Is it Space Mountain? Is it If You Had Wings? Is it Mission to Mars? Is it Astro Orbiter? None of those Is days. it? I think I've named all the attractions in Tomorrowland. Yes. Oh, Stitch's Great Escape. Is it Alien Encounter? It is not. Is it the Timekeeper? Is it, it Monsters and Laugh Floor?
1: Are you joking right now? <laughs> yes, because I'm you joking. know what it is, okay? Okay. I just <laughs> was able to go
0: through my mental roll the decks, and I think I think I named all the attractions, <laughs> at least ones that yeah. I can remember.
1: So, survey says, what is it really about?
0: The, what year was it? Uh,
1: 2015. So,
0: officially, it was the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, that's based true. on the name change.
1: My favorite was, um, you end up in the same spot you started. I'm like, that's every attraction, that's almost. That's
0: just about every attraction, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, there's a few you don't, but, I mean, seriously, come on.
0: That's, I mean, if you think about the dark rides, like, all the classic dark ride, Omni Mover style, it's sometimes, it's literally, like, it's the same... <laughs> They can't make it the same area because you can't walk in at the same time. But Like it's literally two feet down the, down the walkway. Like Peter Pan, you're like 10 feet from the loading area when you get off.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. So Anthony, um, you did ask, maybe you've missed something. And I'm just going to tell you, yes, you have missed a lot of things. (laughs) And maybe you should listen to the rest of this episode that will tell you what you have missed about the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover.
0: I think this might be a good lesson in expectations of attractions. Yeah. Because yeah. he seemed to have an expectation of this attraction that was mm-hmm. not realistic.
1: Is this supposed to be a ride? That's yes. what I laugh. I just don't get it. And it was like dot, dot, dot. Next line. <laughs> Is this supposed to be a ride? You just wait in line to get on the equivalent of a subway train and then you move slowly around the tomorrow. You know what? Some people would love to be on a subway train because that's a treat for them.
0: <laughs> have you, uh, as someone who, I mean, I don't know, different cities have different subways, but just- yeah. Most of my subway experience is in New York City because I'm from New York. New York I'm...
1: is probably bad, but uh, DC, I've had a lot of great experience okay. on the DC Metro.
0: Don't get me wrong. I had great experiences, but it was mostly because people are just out of their mind on the subway. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, I have a one-star review. It's short and sweet. Okay. And it is from Jeff B. from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And this was specifically a review of Magic Kingdom Park. And I want to bring back okay. the classic music a little bit. Okay, we'll talking about this. <clears throat> and I quote <clears throat> Long lines that never end. Too many kids and dumb parents with strollers. Staff is too happy and not enough alcohol in the park. Great place to waste a day and spend all of your money for shallow memories. Disney engages in theft by swindle.
1: <laughs> theft by swindle. I That's do want a to mention one. that
0: swindle is incorrectly spelt, and the staff okay. is too happy is just T O instead of T O O um oh, mm. i liked this because um <laughs> th- you know there's there's this thought that you you know your, your go-to reaction to a long line is to complain but all that really means is all of those people had the exact same idea as you right. so it's kind of like a, a selfish thought to think that there won't be a line because that basically means you're assuming that no one else is having the same idea as you
1: what year was this
0: um f- I not I don't, Didn't write it down. Think... I'm
1: like the other thing is is well. Then you should have been smart enough to book a fast pass if you didn't. Want to yes, be in this line. was during fast pass. Also, when you started the review, I was like, did I write this review? <laughs> <laughs> But then at the end, I was like, no, that's not me. But no. the beginning may have been. I think, anyway,
0: <laughs> I think it might have been the, the strollers that hit the nerve for you. Um, I also <laughs> like that Jeff B from Minnesota was complaining that the staff is too happy. You know what? Too when happy. I go somewhere, when I pay like 100 plus dollars a day to go somewhere, I want, I people want to
1: be on my level of anger. Uh,
0: well, I want them to be rude to me. I want yeah. them to just not make eye contact with me. I don't want them to say please or thank you. They, they don't, shouldn't expect a please or thank you from me. It sounds
1: like Jeff has quite of a grumpy existence, and if Disney can't grumpy. help that, I don't know who can. I
0: will maybe agree. I'm on the side of not enough alcohol in the park. I don't particularly want to drink while I'm in Magic Kingdom, but I, I am not necessarily against the idea of there being alcohol. I Have get it.
1: you ever encountered drunk people in the park?
0: In Epcot at night. I
1: know. I'm like i only in Epcot at night. But other yeah. than that, like I haven't really and I'm and I'm thinking in my head, I feel like
0: Just I don't know. You but like, that get would it. be
1: real that would be really interesting yeah <laughs> you can really get served
0: alcohol in the park it's just at the table service restaurants you can get yeah. wine or beer yeah. and stuff but it's but not I'm meant to like, be like
1: picture like someone's drunk dad like waiting for fireworks or something yes. you know what i mean i'm like haven't seen that yet but and i get why they don't do it
0: it's, <laughs> it's funny um and yeah. i i i don't know i don't want to just continue to tear this one apart it's just that he really felt that you would be spending your money for shallow memories and i felt like wait a second are my memories of Disney World shallow? Have I been living on a on a throne of lies and m- misremembering my time there? Because I don't think that I have.
1: No, and listen, Jeff. If you're wallet motivated, then you find ways to do things cheaper. So they're not shallow memories. They're yeah, cheap memories. I just memories. think like
0: <laughs> I feel bad because I want maybe I I what I want for Jeff being in Minnesota is to go again and mm, yeah. to open his mind a little bit. And for mm-hmm. him to to make some memories because the memories won't be made without you trying, right? You actually right. have to like go and have fun, take some nice pictures of you and go right. with people you most like hanging time, out with.
1: Most of the yeah, I was like most of the time it's about who you're with. Sounds yeah. like maybe he went with his family and he wasn't so happy about it. So Jeff, yeah. yeah, get you some buddies and go back to Disney. Maybe don't take your family if that's who you were with, who you don't want to go with. <laughs> And then write another review. Let's let's update it. Write a review.
0: Way. Then the theft by swindle, I don't know much about that. They're pretty yeah, transparent. Yeah. You know you're going to be – like all the items have their prices on it. How is it the swindle?
1: I mean, they let you bring in your own snacks.
0: so yeah, you don't have to buy their food. Um, I do have a quote to end our episode today as usual. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, keep your eyes peeled for our giveaways. They are ongoing. We still have more than a handful left. We are on Instagram at ThatParkLifePodcast. My mm-hmm. personal account is at TheDisneyGreg.
1: I am at the healthy hot mess.
0: If you like what you heard today, please feel free to like subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Of course, five stars is always the best. And if you're feeling particularly generous, feel free to put a little note in there. You know, you can add a comment to a review as Mm -hmm. to uh, how you feel about the show. Anything like that always helps us become more discoverable, helps us rise in the ranks of the Disney podcasts, and it makes our little black hearts warm. (laughs) And that's important. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Alright, a quote to end our episode today comes from Hercules, which mm-hmm. is of course my middle name. And he said, A true hero isn't measured by the size of his strength, but by the strength of his heart.
1: <gasps> I love that movie. <laughs> and we made better. It's an underrated movie.
0: It is an underrated. I should probably Zero watch the again.
1: Hero Zero Hero. I love that. I love the songs in that
0: cutting you off with our theme music okay thank you all right thank you. thank you for listening everybody we will see you next week
1: see you next week